We've hit record! Hello! And welcome to the Ronnie Markel Make a Podcast Show. You might have seen this logo. Uh, you uh, get a chance wait, to see us. Wait, have you seen us before? Uh, you have seen us before if you follow us on Instagram, but if this is your first time checking us out, we really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, this is episode number 68. We've been Ooh. doing this for a little bit, uh, but we finally decided to bring a visual version. This is this is a visual is album, like 3D? Beyonce. Can it be in 3D? It's not in 3D, but it could be in VR, you know, so you might have just poked wait, someone wait, in the eye. What the hell is VR? Jesus Christ, it's where they wear the headsets and the, the people poke. So just so you know, if you haven't met Ronnie before, he's very out of touch with technology. I'm old. Um, he has an iPhone <laughs> 4, and, uh, you know, oh, he's... Oh, uh, I got a 7. I got oh, a 7. Oh, okay. got a 7. Yeah, so, you know, he's out of touch with technology. But uh, the reason you're here is uh, because... You've heard some really great things about us, or you're just a nerd just like us. And uh, what we want to do with you is share with you some of the top news. We've seen some movies, we've read some comics, and we've watched some trailers, and we're going to talk to them. We've eaten some food. I got some food right here. No, no product placement, but I got this red drink right over here. Yeah, you, 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 no product placement? Yeah, rip those labels off. We're not kidding. We're not giving them nothing. Um, but here we are. Uh, we have a few at the top of this uh, show. Uh, we have our reviews of two really great movies that came out recently. Uh, one I got a chance to see. Actually, both of them I got a chance to see a little bit earlier than yeah, my brother here. Yeah, he left me and went to see it without. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, Into the Spider Verse as well as uh, Aquaman right before its original. Uh, feature day or premiere day uh, which was uh, this past weekend as we record this uh, you will be looking at this uh, you know, within uh, probably sometime in December so uh, whenever you do find this thank you again for, for showing up December is almost over you're going to be seeing this on there it's coming to you on our YouTube channel which is what you're watching this on right now uh, or you may be watching a clip on Instagram where we thank you as well for all of our wonderful followers uh, some of our supporters out there um, with that said, let's get right into it. At the top of this uh, show top today, we're going to do Aquaman, we're going to do Into the Spider-Verse, but we got some news right before that, so stick with us. Where do you want to go, sir? Uh, why don't we jump right into what I don't know, so we mm. can get it out of the way. Let's start with the trailer for Doom Patrol. For Doom Patrol! Doom Patrol Assembled! Is that how it goes? I guess. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, it's so, been so many years, I don't remember Doom Patrol at all, so uh, I just know one of them's a mummy, or the Invisible Man or something, right? Uh, another one's a robot man. Oh, see, there you go. Alright, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I gotta brush up on my comic history with Doom Patrol. So, the... the the actual actors that were there, or the uh, characters that they're going to be portraying in the Doom Patrol trailer, if you haven't checked it out, pause this video and go check it out. It's very short, no, very no, simple. No, no, no. You check it out after you finish watching that. <laughs> okay. Well, you can check it out. I mean, I want them to know, you know, what we know. So, you know, maybe they want to do it. It's up to you. You can listen to me or listen to this guy. It's up to you. I don't care. Um, but what did you think of Doom Patrol? The, uh, the uh, little teaser trailer we got. The little teaser trailer. I said, okay. All right. DC wants to do their style of runaways so uh you know don't i don't feel runaways i understand what you're saying in terms of well, like no i mean i just mean because it's it's a group of young people that's what i mean who have extraordinary abilities or whatever that's what i mean i mean that could that's be x-men that could be fantastic forward that could be a bunch of that's the only similarity too but i feel like dc is trying to you know trying to catch you up and they want to put well i don't know Titan? i don't think i don't they, think they're trying Titans? to catch up 
Titans, they're kind of young people on Titans too, right? Young people to what regard? It's not like they're, they're not teenagers if you're asking that question. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess maybe Doom Patrol is more related to Runaways. I guess maybe that's uh, Doom Patrol is DC's answer to Runaways. I don't think that's the case, but I, I would personally say that they are their own entity of. Uh, they're closer to maybe like a. Hmm. I'd say not even the Runaways. I say like I can't even say the Fantastic like Four. It's not four of them. Um, Doom Patrol is a team all within themselves, from what I know from the comics and from uh, you know them being on different like little cartoons and things that they've had Are over they the years. Similar to the Justice League. Uh, a very they're the last guys you call. They're kind of like oh I know who they're like. They're like the Suicide Squad. They're the ones that you don't call if Superman rips the top off of the president of the uh, White House. Yeah. You don't call the Doom Patrol. You call the fucking Justice League or the <laughs> Avengers or someone else who can actually do something about uh, Superman you ripping the top. Baseball bat won't be able to. No, not a, not a not an assassin with guns. Well, yeah, not right. a dude with a boomerang. Not a fucking uh, you know crocodile man. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Superman would kill all those. Guys. As you can probably tell. Um, there are some DC titles that we may have a little bit of an issue with, um, but no, we no, are. I love everything. Don't, don't listen to him pandering to DC right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna pander. <laughs> what I will say is that they, DC is going to give you some great stuff, uh, like their animated stuff, and then they're gonna give you some bullshit like Batman vs Superman or Justice League. Uh, but Wonder Woman was fine, and as you'll hear, our thoughts on Aquaman coming up later in the show. Uh, but again, uh, d- d- the just from the teaser, the only thing we got here is we heard we got something, two things that wasn't really expecting, or one I forgot and one wasn't expecting. One, I forgot that Brendan Fraser was a part of this. He's playing Robot Man, so you're never going to see him. You're just going to see his face. Um, and I'm glad that they actually decided to bring Robot Man, like they didn't CGI him up, they just you know, it's funny. made no him matter, look nice. No matter what Brendan Fraser does, I'm always like, whizzing the juice. <laughs> oh, he's always in Ceno Man forever. Like, man. That's, Come on, man. That's, he's he, he's yeah, like... You gotta, uh, gotta have him do some dialogue like that in that show. Of course, you know, we're, we're all nerds and we want to see him do some like mummy references or some Encino Man stuff. So, pretty sure there'll be some homages in there uh, to his old stuff. Because he, he's an old, I mean, he's an old school, early 2000s action hero, you know? Like, that's how he started his uh, action hero career. Like, he went from, you know, stuff like, uh, what was that, Monkey Brain or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. To that. Another old classic. Yeah, old classics like that, all the way to the, you know, the mummy franchises until they introduced. Jet Li and ruined the whole thing. Uh, so shout out to Jet Li. You know, you know, he can kick my ass as well as, um, you know, he, he's Come also on, an also the dude. Cam- the camera guy could probably kick your ass. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, that's I mean that, that 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 remains to be seen. You come for me, cameraman, and I will come for you. You know, I've done see I am cutting a promo here. I'm ready for WWE, which um, we'll be getting into a little bit of WWE WWE news because there's been some shakeups. If you haven't heard already, but you're gonna hear that uh, today on the show. So going past Doom Patrol and moving on to our next big uh, movie news. I know. What else you got, sir? MIB. No, no, no. You didn't say it right. MIB International. MIB International. Wow. I mean, I still stand by. I don't think that we needed this movie. I thought the the trilogy was good with MIB, and we could have ended it there, and that would have been it. But as Hollywood likes to drag things through the mud sometimes, 
Here we are at MIB International. Here's but, the thing. I, I, but I will say, it, do, it does look like, you know, it looks a little interesting. I, I'll give it a chance before I totally decimate it. You're big, let, me, let me get this straight before I, I, I tell you what I think of it. Your problem with this is that you didn't want them to expand this large universe, which is like basically the FBI of aliens, well, no, like alien it's force. More, it's like more like it was. A, it's a classic. Like Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, great chemistry. They did three fantastic films with the franchise. That's it. Leave it alone. You could have created. You could have took that same concept of Men in Black. And made it something else and called it something else. But instead, they decided to they call it Men in Black International. So, let me make sure I understand you correctly. What I'm understanding from you is that you want them to try to restart something as opposed to get some prepaid seats. Like, we're all going to go see this shit. Yeah, I'm still going to go see Why it. would we not? Here's that, here, it's just like car insurance. What if it sucks? Now, what if it's great? Now this it's, it's a 50-50 like, chance. It's kind of like a wart that you just can't get rid of. If it sucks, now it's a part of this legacy. I mean, I, I can't. I can't, again. That's why I said I, I don't. I don't it's agree with like you. It's kind of like Tokyo Drift. It's something that it's they not would Tokyo love Drift. To, it was something that they would love to get rid of in this franchise, but unfortunately, it got made in it. Okay. It let me tell you. Let me tell you just from the trailer alone. I'm gonna tell you my five reasons why I believe that this just from the trailer alone. My five reasons. Number one, Liam Neeson is in this shit. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa. Number one is Liam Neeson? Yes! Liam Neeson is in this movie. Number one is Tessa Thompson. Oh, God. Well, that's your number one. I I like Tessa Thompson. She's an awesome lady. Uh, Lovely lovely meeting her in person at the Creed premiere. Um, But just, I think her chemistry, number two, her chemistry, Tessa Thompson's chemistry with uh, Chris Hemsworth is going to be fantastic to see. I mean, that's just because of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Why would they not capitalize on that? Come on, like somebody at the uh, at the uh, the guys that make um, Men in Black are looking at the chemistry from that movie and they're saying, "I want those two to star in several of my movies." That movie, that series can easily be a trilogy. Easily. In the trailer, though, remember we had this discussion a while back, but I don't know if you noticed. In the trailer, there are two paintings. That are hanging up on the wall, and it has Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones' characters in them. Okay. As like kind of like vintage. I'm like, I knew that they were gonna do some kind of reference. It's to the, in the same world. Too. What's the? You, I don't. I don't understand. To. They they have to. Yes, they have to pay homage, but they have to move forward. They want something new, something more relevant with the times. Let's face it. I would prefer to see now in 2018 or 2019 when that comes out, a, a chick and a guy as opposed to. A sausage fest, as the other movies was. I mean, so, like, it's nice to see that I, they have, you that's know. good. I'm just like, I, I just pray that it's good. The trailer looked pretty decent, so I'm not like, oh my god, this is gonna be terrible already. But we'll we'll see what happens. I honestly, again, your your opinion is yours, but I I, I feel like your gripe with this is more than anything is that they're touching something that's old that I no, liked. It's like, more no, like Hollywood, don't touch it. Hollywood is synonymous for just dragging things through the mud. Hot, wait, how many Fast and Furious movies are there? What are they on? Like thirteen? They're on I like lo- and I love eight or nine. I love the franchise, but what are they like on the ninth or tenth? 
Now that is an example of continuously that, pulling that's it. That's what I mean. Like, this is not. But that's what Hollywood does in general. But why are you so basing that on other movies? They, why are you basing that on this movie when all they did was say, "Hey, remember those old farts that you saw in the last movies? Wow, did that's you hear cool." That? Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, he called you guys old farts, farts that were great back in the nineties. Wow. We're gonna get wow. into Will Smith next, wow. but. We, 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 those old farts who were in the movies and it's great that they did a great thing and it was Will, fantastic. I hope that you run into Will Smith so he can punch you in the Here's head. the other kicker what you may not realize too. This isn't the first time that they're actually doing something more from the live action series. If you remember on Channel 11 back when it was a WB they actually had a cartoon. Men in Black cartoon. Yeah. Which had J and K in it, which did not uh, have the voices of of Tommy Lee Jones and, and Will Smith. I also was not really a fan of it and barely watched it. Correct, because you are, like I said, you already have a gripe when. So they already did what you said, which is like, let's take them and let's do something else with those people. Their story is done. Okay. it's time to so move how into would something you feel else. If they made a new Lethal Weapon movie, that's going to be in the movies. But it's not going to be Mel Gibson or Danny Glover. It's going to be two other actors. Okay. And I don't mean like it's going to be new, a reboot. I mean it's going to be a continuation. It's going to be Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise. But this is not that. Now I'm just just saying, how would you feel about that? Would you say, uh, are they smoking something? What you're basically describing is somebody taking something that you already know and completely replacing the people as if you don't know. Like, you know, Don Cheeto replaced... Uh, Terrence Howard in, in, in as as War Machine. See, they, Nobody gave a see, shit. They lucked up. They, they, no one gave a shit because it was the, it was after the first movie. They had, all, had only done one. Had they been on like Iron Man five or something, and Terrence Howard would have been in all five of those movies, and now you're trying to bring down Cheeto, it wouldn't have worked. Correct. That's the, so that's the only the only thing that will probably make this work is the fact that all right, the last Men in Black movie closed the story of J and K. So, Which is why it's called international, be. considering why everybody in the movie has a goddamn accent because it's in it's somewhere else. It's I not just, even in the same place. I just hope it's good. <laughs> that's, that's not. I'm not your your like, fear, fingers crossed that it's your good. fear your fear of it comes stems from what Hollywood's doing in other places that we don't necessarily like what they're doing over there. But this is totally different from there. The only thing that I know that will be here, there will be elements of what you liked about the other movies that would make this movie you and you'll like, be like you mean like Tessa Thompson being the new Ricky just like Will Smith was the new Ricky correct there will be those different uh, structures of the story yeah, the that will thing, be similar the only thing that's different here though is like Chris Hemsworth's character is not like tough and serious and straight he's more like laid back and don't really give a shit I'm, oh I'm really I'm really good so they, they gave you a little bit of the old mixed with a little bit of the new which is like this and it and it's kind of funny because you know and we we never like to take things to a, or a racial level, but at the same time when you look at it, it's kind of interesting because it's like you got this white dude who's basically like chilling and he's really good at his job, and you got this black woman who's basically like coming in here trying to work hard. And he's just like, yeah, yeah like, I'm whatever. good, whatever. I can just do whatever. I think it's more of a man and woman thing. Like you know, I, I think that's more than what it is than an actual race thing. But I just think it's interesting that they have that little bit of dynamic that's there. Having a black woman and having a, you know, white guy. But what we're going to actually see is that this guy is a little bit more what we call West Coast vibe, which is like, he's more chill, relaxed, man. Like, we got this. It's all good. Like, and then you have somebody who's more East Coast, like, we got to get this done. It's got to be done, done, done. 
and trying to get those two to blend together is going to be interesting. I, it's the same dynamic, I think, of like a Superman or a Batman. Those see, two see are going to be great. See this right here? You're, you're crossing your <laughs> fingers. Me, and crossing I, my fingers, whole thing. With that it said, it be international. Please be good. It does not mean anything that Liam Neeson's in this movie. Liam Neeson has some flops. <laughs> Just like this anybody movie else. could absolutely be so, a flop. So, I don't believe it's going to be, but I could be wrong. And, and I will remind everyone that Chris Hemsworth was in the, in the reboot to Ghostbusters, and it was terrible. So Well, he was great in the movie, so. People say he was. I don't, but okay. You just didn't like the movie, but <laughs> with that said, Moving on to an, another uh, Will Smith-related property that he's actually starring in uh, as the genie in a, in a live-action adaptation of the uh, Aladdin movie, as, as uh, some people call it, and uh, we've, we've pronounced it for many years as uh, Aladdin. Yeah, I'm more like, yeah, I just wanted bad boys. I didn't ask for Aladdin. Aladdin's awesome, but I'm like, yeah, I, I just wanted Will Smith and bad boys. But think, hopefully this is good. Okay, so on one side of it, I look and say, um, I think that the I think that Bad Boys is going to be fantastic. It's going to be it's it's going to be another like paying homage to you know all of the things that we loved, all the nostalgic coke, <laughs> sniff it up. It's going to be fantastic. We're we're going to love that. But at the same time, I feel like looking at this, this is Disney's opportunity to take their live action or, or take live action and sort of make it the new thing kind of like 2d was to one generation like ourselves they're trying to make live action the new thing they're trying Before, to make live action happen get it live action happen it's good it's gonna live action is gonna happen live action happen uh trademark lawyers out there if you are uh <laughs> looking to trademark that please deny that application because that oh, phrase oh, is oh. fucking stupid um, it's awesome. But it's it's now uh, Entertainment Weekly was actually the one to break the news on uh, Aladdin. Uh, we got a chance to see what everybody looks like: Jasmine, Jafar. Uh, the only ones we haven't seen are is uh, his parrot, um, uh, I- played I- by I- I- Iago. You haven't seen him yet, um, but they did show the monkey, which the oh, monkey's going to be like CGI. I don't think uh, a lot of a lot of the actors besides Will Smith uh, are not like familiar names. What are not household names, no. Which is nice on one end from business, which is uh, Disney gets the chance to take a small budget and make a big movie. Um, and at the same time, because they're going to spend a lot of money on the, on the... This tells me that Will Smith was brought in to ensure that people come see this movie. That's why he's here. I would say you you would be absolutely he's right on that. I think. He's the one with the fishing rod to reel the people in with the money, and then it's right up to the rest of the cast. I think he has what it takes. Like he's he's stepping into the shoes of let's face it, he is going to be his performance, whether it be animated, live action, CGI, whatever. It's going to be helmed up against the the late great Robert Williams. Wait, so he's isn't gonna. Isn't that freaking hilarious? Wait, we were just talking about J and K, and like. Uh, if Tessa Thompson or Westerman can hold a candlestick to now we get to see no pressure at all, Will, if Will Smith can hold a candlestick next to Robert Williams. Those That's going to be hard. That's a big shoes to fill. And I think that it's going to wind up being a very interesting performance just because of the fact that um, I feel like with the way that they're portraying Will in this movie, personally I feel like he's going to be the hitch to Aladdin. Basically, he's gonna be like trying to help him. Like, hey, I'm gonna help you get the girl, but I got man, wishes, man. I told you to come, ninety. You came. Exactly. Ten. He's gonna be like, whoa, what are you doing? So he's gonna have that like 
attitude kind of cool guy thing kind of you know uh, Will Smith of 90s or early 2000s you know those it's gonna be pretty nice I will say and Will don't punch me I will say that he does look stupid in the form of them showing him with the because he had like the bald head and the he looked kind of stupid to me, if I can be honest. But I, I'm hoping that the CGI version of him looks cool and that they do a good job with that. Can we actually... I, I don't have a problem with that only because he literally has the same thing. If you look at a picture of um, the oh, genie, I've, oh, I've seen he literally has the same beard and hair and ponytail as uh, the cartoon blue one. So I don't... Understand what everybody. You're not the only one. There's been a few people yeah, online yeah, that have been yeah, like, everyone. they're like, nah. they're like, look at his ponytail. I don't understand it. It's like it's the it's the genie. No, I get it. Like, I don't think that Will Smith looks right. Okay, I understand that. I understand it's a totally new look for him. Imagine if like in wrestling, coming to the ring, the genie and Will Smith came out there dressed like that. Like ah ah. Now I can tell you one thing that I think Disney was looking at, and you know Disney loves. People who can act and sing and dance. And guess what? Will Smith can do all of those oh, things. He's going to be like, get genie with it. That's gonna, I mean, that's exactly what they want. They're like, we can get a guy. We don't have to train and do anything. He's going to, I'm pretty sure his genie number is going to be rap. Because that's going to be, his, that's his thing. We're not going to. Now, I wonder if it's going to be like Will Smith rap or is it going to be Lin-Manuel rap? Is it gonna be Will Smith doing like a kind of a you know what can I say? Is it gonna be that style or is it gonna? I think I I think that Jay Trust and Will Smith that they're gonna let him do. They're it gonna let him make his own. You ain't never had a friend like me. That's exactly what he's gonna make at this point. He's gonna make an awesome version of because that song has not been remade for. Uh, this modern time, so hell, get call up Daft Punk and uh, some other like EDM people yeah, and Will do Smith that. Call up Post Malone, like yo, they ain't got no other friend than me. Yeah, I'm good with Post Malone. I'm good. <laughs> right, I'm, Post I'll Malone's pass. Dope. He's good when you need him for one thing, but then <laughs> you go listen to his album. Yeah, and he that, was on the Spider Verse soundtrack. Yeah, he was cool on there. You call him in for that one song, he's cool for that one song. But check out a full album. I, I rest my case on that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's okay, but uh, you know if okay is garbage. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on, moving on from Post Malone and uh, uh, Aladdin, uh, there was a there was a few more trailers that dropped, and one big one, big one was actually uh, the Hellboy trailer. Oh, that's right. The Hellboy trailer has dropped, and uh, what's your thoughts on it, man? Like you got a. Uh, Another movie that we really didn't need another one. Whoa, of. whoa, whoa! But, hey, hey, hey! But I get it. I get what Hollywood likes to do. So, listen here, listen. This, this is what I will say to you. We always need another Hellboy. Okay? Ron Perlman was awesome, but let's face it. Ron, the version. Are you gonna for, say Ron Perlman got old too? Ron, Ron Perlman is a is a is a national treasure, and I would never call him old because he's he's amazing. You can check him out in his new thing, Asher, which is pretty pretty awesome. Um, but what I will say is that this does feel kind of like a Ron Perlman impression. Like it kind of feels like it in a way. I, I I'm not saying that. Uh, what's the, I forget the kid, uh, guy's name? Um, Harbor. Uh, I'm saying kid. Like he's not a grown ass man. I'm like man. Dennis Harbor. I will just go to the Google. Yeah, dude. like it's it to me. I feel like he's doing 
a little bit of an impression, but a little bit of his own take on it, which is great. It's always going to, just like we were just talking about Robin Williams and Will Smith, he's always going to be compared to Ron Perlman. There is no way around that. He's, well, he's yeah, going to be compared when, to him. And when you're the first, that's something. Correct. Now, I think that because Mike Manola had a little bit more to do with this one than the last one, I think that we're going to get more of comic book Hellboy and less of Ron Perlman Hellboy. That, that's what I see. That's what it feels the, like. The movie looks like there's a lot more creatures than, than in the first The original one. Correct. Like a lot more. So, yeah. We're dealing with orcs and, you know, the Red Queen is the big villain, which is played by uh, Mila Djokovic. It's great to see. Uh, it's great to see her back again. Great to see her back again. another movie too, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, which is based on a video game, uh, which I think is going to be uh, pretty good too. I've never played the game, but I've heard a lot about uh, Monster Hunter She's in terms of being addictive. Of bucket list to meet. Oh, absolutely, Mila Djokovic. Well, you you may get a chance with Hellboy coming out. Um, That's right. There you go, Mila Djokovic. Is, uh, please, Mila Djokovic, if you can stop by New York. We would love to see you on one of the press tours. Uh, I will bring my Fifth Element Blu-ray. It's like. I will bring a wedding ring. Oh, wait, no. You're, you're married. Jesus Sorry. Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what's that? The Anderson dude? That's her, yeah. That's her, yeah. The guy who made all of those uh, Resident Evil movies? Yeah. One of my friendly Sandro's favorite directors. Oh, absolutely. He loves that guy. He talks about him favorite. all the time. <laughs> with, the, with the quotation fingers. Favorite. Um, I personally think it looks very much like the comic, and like you said, the big monsters that are in there uh, look fantastic. Like I think that the CG in there is going to be great. Um, they were actually giving you a lot of uh, uh, of stuff that comes straight out of the comic, uh, a lot of uh, Easter eggs within the little trailer that they've had. So uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, so you know, big shout out to Mike Manola. We did meet him uh, last year at Mocha Fest. Uh, he was a really cool That's dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That last, no, that was this year. Oh, this year, Jesus! This year, this this year has been so long. I cannot. Yes, we met a lot of people. God. Yes, Mike Manola. Thank you for uh, your hospitality and signing all my books and you know shaking my hand and you know just yeah, being a, a cool, dude, cool man. dude. If I remember correctly, he actually did tell us a little bit about the movie too because yeah. he worked a lot closer. He on worked this closer one. on this one than uh, than the other ones. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Hellboy. Um, the only gripe oh, I have, David Harbor. You yeah, David Harbor. Yes. I, I my only gripe is I think the marketing for this in terms of the phrases that they're using, being a marketing guy myself, I don't like them. They're very cheesy, and I understand it's a comic book, but like, well, damn, just pour on that. Just it's like nachos, baby. Just pour that cheap. I mean, it, it. It that's the only thing that makes me cringe a little bit. Like I like the trailer, but I'm like listening to it and seeing the words come up on the screen. I'm like. Oh, that doesn't feel so good. Just uh, can we keep going? Show show me another clip of Hellboy punching somebody. Ah, oh, yeah, that feels much better. Wait, wait a minute. Let's whoa before we move on. Let's talk about the fact that there's a scene in that trailer where he literally blows someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was I was very shocked and surprised that they showed that. It's PG thirteen, man. Trailer or is like, this one PG thirteen? Is it? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't it's got his rating yet. I don't know if it's got his rating yet. No, I didn't get his rating. It. So but I'm like MP, MPAA. I, I think this movie's definitely rated R because I'm like the last ones were. Trailer, he literally blows someone's head off and they show it. I'm like, whoa! Listen, Hellboy comic and was never how big his gun is. Oh yeah. It's like you know, and and I, and, and I mean, was it Ian McShane? His uh, is playing his dad in this one. I mean, to be honest, that guy 
just has again one of those legendary voices oh, yeah. where he's the same dude who played uh, Tai Long in um, Kung Fu Panda. He's also in John Wick 3 that comes out next year. Let me just tell you before it happens, 2019, I'm, a, I'm going to personally go on Amazon and purchase a defibrillator just to carry around with me in the theaters. Wait, especially in the month of April. And wait, that's my birthday month. It's what? Like, it's like a million and one things that Jeez. come out in April alone. It is just... Okay, AMC, I'm going to say this right now if you're listening. You're about to get my money for this A-list because take that shit right now. Unless, unless again, we get a chance to go to some of these press screenings. Then it's like, hey, A-list, I'm going to put you on pause and t- until I go see a movie that I, you know, I, can't, I can't get into a screening for. But anyway, enough of that. Um, going on to our last piece of movie news before we jump into some WWE stuff. Uh, I got a chance to watch Bumblebee. Bumblebee had a early screening. Uh, you had to pay for it. It wasn't free. Um, in no, select no theaters. No spoilers. I didn't see no that. spoilers. I will give you a quick spo- spoiler-free <laughs> review. Said, I'll give you a quick spoiler. Yeah, I'll give you a quick spoiler. <laughs> so the only thing I'm going to tell you is that as a fan of Transformers, even all the way back to Generation 1, which is what they called it back then, I'm old enough before they even called it Generation 1. Okay, so I'm old enough to remember the Transformers more than me. So. Oh, don't, don't, don't. I'm, I'm not spoiling anything, but there's a couple of those, like, corny-ass phrases that they try to use in there where it's like, you know, you like like Charlotte Buff said, like, I just think you more than meets the eye to you. Like, that kind of corny, yes, nice. that corny dialogue nice. is in this movie, okay. so get ready for that. Um, very quick gist of this movie, it's just a young girl, you know, human part of the story is lost her parents, uh, lost one of her, her parents. Small town girl living in a lonely. Yeah, it's a journey song. Is pretty much what it is. Uh, and she's she's dealing with the re, you know all of the aftermath of that. Her, her you know mom's moved on and has a new husband, so she's dealing with that. Little brother's a jerk. All that stuff. You know, all of the typical like Disney movie, uh, straight to you know Disney you know XD or freeform so show. Moving with her auntie and uncle in Bel Air, and then she meets Bumblebee. No, what the. F- we're not going back to Will Smith stuff here. We are we are sticking on track. We're staying on track with Bumblebee. She was on the playground one day and she was getting bullied, and they were like, "Whoa, chilling out, Maxine." You gotta go to Bel you know? Yeah, I mean, to me, this 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 show. Uh, I'm saying show. This movie. Um, what I will say is that I'd give the show as the the movie a solid. Seven out of ten. I give it a solid seven. The seven only because the movie is not bad. The movie I don't think is made for the age level that it. You ever watch like something like High School Musical or something you know on the Disney Channel or you know uh, Nickelodeon and it's one of those like. Oh. No, 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 no. Kim Possible is fucking awesome. Oh, that shit is, is oh, amazing. You're talking about, like, I mean, like, so oh. no, no. I'm not talking about not so good stuff. I'm talking about. Limit okay, like another one like Lemonade Mouth. Again, these are fine movies. They just weren't made for my taste buds. They were made like this movie to me in, in very short is a a mixture of the Iron Giant and Herbie. Now, thinking about those two movies, those are good movies. Those are good movies. But those are not what I expected when I go see a damn Transformer movie. Because well, 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 that's not what I'm expecting. Well, well, you didn't see a Transformer movie. You went to Bumblebee. 
<laughs> He's a goddamn Transformer. Don't try to give me the semantics. I'm just saying, you said the Transformers. This is just Bumblebee. This so Bumblebee's Bumble. story, you're saying, is a... Okay, all right. Little, that's a, you know, that's a, a, that's a different bit. way to put gotta, it. Yeah, you got to dumb it down a little bit. It's just Bumblebee. And yeah. let's face it, Bumblebee is the littlest Transformer. So he's not... So, like, I haven't even seen the film yet, but I'm like, I'm not expecting anything giantly over top to happen because he would die. Again, I, I'm going to tell you, and when you see it, and I tell anyone who's listening or watching us, um, just know the first, like, five minutes of this movie, you're going to be sitting here like, holy shit, all of this stuff is happening. Blah, 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 blah. Pew, pew, pew. It's going to be amazing for the first five minutes. And then it's going to take a nice little, like... It's going to go from like, whoa, nose and then dive. it's just going to nosedive and then not go all the way to the bottom. It's just going to stay on that flat track, flat track, flat track, flat track. Hour and a half later, it's going to take a trajectory up a little bit, and then it's going to be like, uh-oh, we're going up, and we're going back down. It's over. <laughs> it's like, it's a really, like, large punch to the top for the first five minutes. I'm literally sitting there, my wife watching it, and I'm like... Am I watching a good Transformers movie? Like, you know, so, after so post Michael just, Bay? So then you just thought it was okay. The first, the first few minutes, like I said, was was pure, as we call it, cinema gold. Pure the first cinema five gold. Minutes. So is the rest of the film? Did you like anything else? No, no. Other I thought that, the first five minutes. Again, I thought the rest of the movie was not intended for me. I don't oh, think wow. it was in, it don't th- in my age group. I'm saying I don't think it was intended for well, somebody. Yeah, well, you are about forty, so I'm not forty. I'm just saying, I'm, somebody born in the '80s. This movie wasn't necessarily built for. It will pay homage to some things. You, if you like, you know, hearing the Rickroll song play and you know little gimmicks of like, I'm gonna put a tape deck in into Bumblebee and see what his voice is like, and they're gonna hear different songs. You go, oh, I remember that song from my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> You want that? Okay, cool. And he's going to shoot it across the room with the girl ducks. And it's like, when you really think about a scene like that, and that scene's not, I'm not spoiling that. That was in the trailer. When you think about that scene, Bumblebee's a dick because he could easily, like, decapitate this girl with the goddamn tape. But he keeps shooting it out. Ain't enough time for her to duck. But, like, come on. Like, I get it. After, like, the third tape, they keep going. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to go with the Rick Rowe. Never going to give you up. Okay. Like, never going to. Okay, I, I get it. It's like, Boy, again. I guess, if, I don't know if that guy who sings that song is still alive, but I have to Google that. But he's making some serious royalties right hey, now. Amen. Because remember, they played that in Wreck-It Ralph. That first, was so. beautiful. And that they, was and, like. And they had that as a meme with John Cena. Like, it is it is the meme of all memes in the sense that it used to get it. You want to find out what's gonna happen in Avengers Four? <laughs> never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you. That's exactly what it was like. Uh-uh. And it's it's so memorable because of the fact that even in the Record Mouth movie, at the end of it, they're saying like, "Oh, enjoy that on the ride home." You want to see? Um, you want to see what's Frozen Two? And it was like, "Oh!" And, it all and they had me fooled. I literally thought we were about to say, like, "Oh wow, they, they finally finished it." Listen, again, Bumblebee, solid ten, seven out of ten. Go check it out. Um, again, as if you if you feel different from me, by all means, we all have our difference of opinions. But definitely check it out. Um, it is worth seeing. It is not a Michael Bay film. That's a that's a huge plus. <laughs> it's not a Michael Bay film. That is. You don't get a bunch of 360 camera angles that are unnecessary. How about like unnecessary explosions? No, this one's just fine. 
just fine. Oh, sorry. And also, John Cena, you're really cool, but stick to comedy because your one-liners in this movie are just terrible. Wait, so... Wait, he has a bunch of one-liners. Is it like Matt Damon in the last Bourne movie? Because I swear, Matt Damon's dialogue in the last Bourne movie... If, I don't know if you saw... Did you see the last one? I did Bourne see the last one. I'm trying to remember. Literally, all Matt Damon does in that entire movie is he walks around and he says stuff, this ends tonight. We need to go this way. Very similar like, to that. That's literally all he did in that. Very movie. similar to that. Very artificial um, issue with the with the uh, robots. It is again. I'm I'm not, not trying to spoil anything. Just keeping it soft. There's there's a moment there where Bumblebee arrives, and Bumblebee is clearly can speak at this point. Clearly, no threat. Everybody wants to try and take him down. Then a Decepticon comes, and all of a sudden. Decepticon comes and destroys everybody and he's fighting with Bumblebee and things happen with Bumblebee not gonna spoil that but then John Cena is kind of the only one left and he's like looking at Bumblebee like uh, I'm gonna always hate you face you saw it was the other goddamn robot like why are you hating the yellow one what the like I don't understand that it's like you're standing there and we're having a conversation somebody comes over and whoops your ass and walks away and then you're laying on the ground like you let that happen like <laughs> It's not me. Go go deal with oh, the guy who kicks your ass. Pointless as Black Mana and Aquaman. No, no, no. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Uh, but that is it for our movie news. Uh, a real quick dip over into Comic Land before we go to WWE um, and off and eventually to uh, our big reviews of Into the Spider Verse as well as Aquaman. Um, do you have any comics that you read this week that you want to recommend? Uh, I would recommend, and I'm probably going to butcher her name, but the uh, only one I read this week was Shiri number three. I don't know if you guys uh, know, but uh, they've taken basically like the same wit and personality that they that of the Shiri character from the Infinity War movies and Black Panther, and they made her own solo comic book series. Mm. Uh, one where T'Challa, her brother, is missing, and uh, she has become the lone hero to find him. And uh, issue three, uh, she has transported her mind. Astral projection. Astral projected it into outer space so she can find her brother, but somehow something goes off course and she winds up into the body of Groot, which is hilarious. And then she winds up uh, having to go on an adventure with Rocket Raccoon where they have to take down this giant bug, I'm going to say, who's trying to eat uh, the guardianship, <laughs> and like what, and I don't want to tell too much without spoiling it, but it's pretty cool. It's uh, written by Nadidi, Nadidi Akorfor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm butchering her name. Sorry, Nadidi, <laughs> he's just tearing your name up. Akorfor, and uh, and the arts by uh, Le- Leonardo Romero. Yep. And, yeah, Leonardo Romero. Oh wait, and 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 I gotta give kudos to Jordi Belair, who is the colorist on this book. But the colors are amazing. They pop very well. It has a very unique style to it. Actually, it looks very. Actually, it looks very similar to um, Hawkeye's run uh, with uh, Matt Fraction. It looks very. I believe. I want to say that that's the same person. We'll have to look it up. But it There's looks very similar. I need to meet. Matt, Fraction. Matt Fraction, cool guy. He was at New York Comic Con like three years ago, and when yeah, he was doing a signing. Very nice guy. Um, what are your recommendations? My recommendations is one very simple one. Uh, if you haven't got a chance to check out our Instagram, uh, please go over there. It is Ronnie Marco uh, podcast on Instagram he and Facebook. His own Instagram. <laughs> 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 and I, I think that um, 
you would be able to see some of our uh, giveaways that we were doing. We were doing trivia at the Scott Snyder signing uh, for the Batman Who Laughs. And that was actually my number one pick for this week for comics for you to go check out. Um, it does, not to spoil anything, but it pays... Uh, uh, great homage to some old canon stuff with the dynamic between Batman and Joker and it also ties in the new uh, Batman which is the Batman who laughs uh, who is actually trying to kill the Joker and there's a whole big dynamic to it and there's something that happens to Batman at the end of this book which you're going to love if you're an old Batman fan and even if you're not an old Batman fan and don't remember this that particular piece of uh, canon knowledge that uh, you know uh, was very important to why Batman doesn't kill the Joker like over the years no that was in Batman <laughs> damn that we saw the bat junk or he's the, embarrassed so was it the bat wang bat dick so at the end of this book he's embarrassed and he's like I'm sorry about that y'all but you know what? Then again, I'm not sorry. Let me show you one you more know, time. Nah, I'm just. <laughs> well, I must say, Batman Damn Two did actually come out, and they don't show any bat junk no in bat there. Wing. So no bat wing, just uh, Batman going to a rap concert. So please check that out. That is a. Is he going to see the Wu Tang Clan? Uh, somebody similar from the from the Wu Tang Clan. You got to check it out. It, oh, it should okay. be very interesting, right, uh, including Dead Man. He's in there as well. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, but yeah, those are our recommendations for comics for the week. Uh, really quick we're going to jump right into just what's going on with WWE. So we got a WWE shakeup going on, right? So when things are getting sh- shake... Is it really a shakeup? Or is it just a repeat of something that they've done in the past? But it's been so many years ago we don't remember it, so I guess you can call it a What? Shake-up. You mean they're taking advantage of the fact that uh, we know we some of us don't actually remember that stuff and that uh, they're going to bring in something old and just keep re- yeah, rehashing it to us? Hey, look, man. That's why recycling is important. You, you, you take all of those old storylines, you put them in a blender, split it out, pour it into a cup, you sip it, and you're like, this tastes very similar. You need to, we're this is. See, like, I remember on Raw, Vince McMahon talked about how he's gonna, you know, he's heard the fans, he's gonna listen more to us. You know, that sounds nothing like when John Leonidas was general manager and he said he had people power. Oh wait, it does. What? So you know. So. so- I'm Let's start at the beginning. Really gonna listen to us at the time. beginning of this. After uh, the abysmal results of TLC, uh, which that pay per view was to yeah. me just trash. Yeah. Um, it seems that they have responded quickly and decided, hey, you know what, Vince McMahon is gonna show up on Raw, and not only did Vince McMahon show up, but he brought his ugly kids oh, wow. and he brought his uh, whoa, 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 whoa. his uh, son-in-law as well. The uh, <laughs> the ass kisser himself, Triple you know, H. You know, I would say any of them would probably. Put your head right up your ass. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> let me let me let me let me make sure I Even understand. Stephanie this. McMahon would probably. Stephanie make McMahon is one of the greatest promo women to ever step into a WWE uh, uh, square circle because she's been in there with the best of them and still been able to hold her own and make sure that that person looks like a jackass and that she still <laughs> yeah. looks great. Yeah. Shane um, McMahon, the like human crash test dummy who loves jumping off the top of cages for some odd reason. Uh, Vince, like, hey, maybe I can break my neck today. I don't, I don't know. Literally, Vince McMahon is probably one of the other other people who has probably 
maybe as much money as like a, uh, a, a Walt Disney. Uh, this guy has money and has has put in his time, put in his work. He's got himself busted open. He's been the WWE champion. He has been respected. And then Triple H is Triple H. You know, we know Triple him. H married into the business, and he ain't never getting no divorce. He ain't never getting no divorce. I mean, the guy has it made. You think about literally, it. He's married literally. to the boss's daughter, and he's a he's a part of the family of a billion dollar. Company. He done. He pumped kids out of her already. Yeah, so. Well, uh, well, that's in her benefit if they ever split up, not his. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But with that said, these guys came forward and said, we're going to listen to you all. We've heard you talk about us on Twitter. We know that the viewership is down because you keep because we decide to put Baron Corbin as a relevant character in, in the city. Why? Why is well, Baron Corbin I, there? I like Baron Corbin. I just felt like they didn't know what to do with him. So. What, what, what do you like about him? He's I like, tall? I like his whole, no, I like the whole biker type of, you know. Thing. But he doesn't have they a biker. They just don't, they just haven't fit the right spot for him. He doesn't, like, he doesn't seem like a biker to me. I off of the fact that this guy won money in the bank one year. And, they, and he was the one that didn't cash it in and win. Oh, yeah, he cashed it in and lost. Yeah, <laughs> He lost to John Cena. Right? Yep, yeah. that is correct. Like, come on, dude. He came out there, tried to cash it in, and got his ass at five. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. Oh, F you, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think him and somebody else have been, like, the only ones in history that didn't win by cashing it in. Listen, it's not his time yet, but apparently, uh, you know, it's coming up on the time where Braun Strowman's going to have his time. I think now, I feel like there was a punishment that was given to Cor- Baron Corbin for not holding it down. Um, which is not even his fault. Like, it is the McMahon's fault for, again, not paying attention, trying to sh- shove Ronda in our face, uh, wasting Asuka and, and, uh, and freaking um, Shinsuke. Just, just, just wasting him. It's, it's to a point where the titles are kind of just atta- Wait, like I'd be, accessories. I even go as far as to say wasting Braun Strowman because, uh, and we talked yeah. about this several times on the show, how many pay-per-views ago did we want Braun Strowman to win the big one, and he didn't? And what happened in the course of all this? He got injured. Yeah, and he got injured at the most. Well, I don't think he's really injured. I think that's storyline. Nah, nah, I think he's injured. I think he really did have uh, surgery on his shoulder. But I'm just saying, like, he got injured at the prominent time when WWE kind of needed him at that moment. They needed him. So they came up with that clever match. You know, which which let me talk about that match for a minute. TLC was a terrible pay-per-view. But so Baron Corb did Baron Corbin really lose that match, or did he get jumped by like seven people? Well, that's what you said. And then he and then uh, Brown Strowman just put his foot on him for the win. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't I didn't expect that. But what I will say is that my biggest gripe right now with WWE, and I hope that they hear this in some kind of way. I've said it online before. I have no problem with. You know, going on Twitter or Instagram or any of those places and, and you know, speak my mind. Because I love this shit. I'm going to watch it to my dying day. My biggest problem is right now is can you name the last time that the title has skyrocketed somebody's WWE career? Like it used to. Think about Shawn Michaels won it. Oh, the boyhood dream has come true. Skyrocket. Pew. John Cena. Title. Skyrocket. Roman Reigns. Not even a fucking jetpack. Like well, it didn't skyrocket. It, it did. It the the rocket did start up for Finn. Unfortunately, he got injured before because he was the first ever. I think it would have. You're absolutely right. I think it would have. It would have propelled him to a higher platform than he is right now. But you can't even remember the last time like those even any of the titles, women's titles. There's two women's titles. 
There's a tag team titles on both shows. I can tell you the only time, like, for the Intercontinental title, I, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan, but I felt like it was just a belt around his waist. Yeah. The, only time, the only person, and you probably know who I'm going to say, who had the Intercontinental title that I felt like it took me back to the old days of this title means the Miz. is The Miz. Yeah. I would say it definitely it definitely helped him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was already a WWE champion before he got that. So he was essentially doing a favor for the business in taking a you know lesser title He's in like that way. Seven-time Intercontinental Champion now. He's up there with the greats like Chris Jericho. Now, not in ring ability. I'm not going to say that. But I will say that in terms of Mike's skills as well. As, like, he's not bad in the ring. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's like, pretty he's cool. pretty good. I mean, it would have been awesome if him and Zoff Ziggler would have finished their match. And uh, we could have declared one of these guys the best in the world. That you know, can you remember, honestly, remember the last pay-per-view that you felt that you were, like, more than more than satisfied with what you saw? Uh, I think I'm going to take it all the way back. And I don't remember what pay-per-view this was, but it was Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Mm. That was the last pay-per-view where I was like, Man, that was such a great match. It felt like an old school match. It was. It, it had all the bells and whistles. And if now that to me is what a title match should be. These two badass folk duking it out, giving it it all, doing high spots, everything, getting the biggest pops ever, and then one of them goes over, and it's like, wow, that was great. He deserves that title. He won that by the skin of his teeth. Not a fucking roll up. Like, the fact that D- Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles with a roll-up at TLC is just ridiculous. And the fact that he didn't win in the first place with a low blow between the legs. Come on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shinsuke did win the United States title, I and I still that like that's, him. That's pretty funny, too. Like, Daniel Bryan turns into a bad guy, and he kicks people between the legs and stomps their face. <laughs> like, oh. And then he says stuff like, you guys need to recycle. Ah, no more yes moving, it's dead. I'm like, is that... <laughs> like, yeah, it's what? just stupid. He made like a. I'm pretty sure they had that conversation with him, and I'm, I don't know how he responded to it because I wasn't there. But it's just like, hey, we're going to bring you back, buddy. You're cleared. When you come back, you're going to be a good guy for about six months. And then, no, nah, not even six not months. Because no, no, he just came back this year. A couple weeks. And then uh, when you go and fight against somebody as great as like AJ Styles, you, sir, are going to get that title, and you're going to get it. Via uh, some cheating, and you're gonna be a bad guy. They ruined that match, and they also, for years, I've always said I wanted to see Brock Lesnar versus Daniel. Well, you got it, sir. Finally got the match, and it sucked because they had Daniel Bryan doing this stupid storyline where he's like a pervert. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man, that pissed me off. We didn't need it. Ah, well, it is. It is currently what's happening. So the big shakeup that we were promised is pretty much the McMahon family is coming in. And they're going to take control over both shows, which means we're going to get a chance to see Vincent Mann and his ugly kids, as well as the... Oh, wow. uh, he's the like, <laughs> if we see each other in yeah, WWE Access... walking down the street in New York and Shane McMahon going to run up on you like... <laughs> start decking you. Oh, shit, right? he's shooting me with tennis. <laughs> Listen, Shane McMahon can bring it on. I wouldn't even fight him because I know that he's the kind of guy that would throw himself in front of a fucking taxi cab in order to get to me. So it's or like... he might close on you and throw you both in front of it. Exactly. <laughs> like the same hospital bed, like... <laughs> yeah, who's ugly now, huh? I'm like, you ruined my face! Why would you do that? Like, I'm Shane McMahon. I got money. Um... I'm I'm gonna just again I'm in the back for this shit. 
Uh, one thing I did must say that it took a very long time, but one thing that did happen on Raw was that uh, uh, Natalia uh, actually has her title, a Raw Women's title opportunity with Ronda Rousey, which I saw this this whole rivalry happening a very long time ago because when Ronda Rousey first came, uh, they were friends. But everybody knows friendships don't last in this business. Not when you have a title. We all cool until you get something more than what I got, and now it's a, now it's going to be an issue. It's, I don't know. There's kind of no buildup for this match, though. Natalia won. Uh, I, I feel like if they're going to stretch this storyline, they're going to have Natalia lose, and then be a sore loser to to Ronda. I feel like Ronda's a punching bag right now, so I'm like, maybe they're going to have Natalia lose, but then when they go to shake hands or hug, she's going to beat the crap out of her. You know. my, my, my thing is this. I don't want to see Natalia as a bad guy again, because we've seen that already, been there, done that. Uh, if you a very good bad guy. I think yeah, she's better as a good guy. Which, I agree with you, which is why I would prefer to see this as the full... Ronda Rousey heel turn. Like, just give me... You, you're already kind of giving me spurts of it. Because her, her actions of, like, pushing the ladder over at TLC to make Becky Lynch and Charlotte well, lose... Well, I will say, that was the only highlight of that pay-per-view I actually liked. Because she cost her the title. Asuka became champion because she pushed Becky Oh, Lynch. I wonder what's going to happen on Raw when Ronda fights for the title against a friend. Oh, you think oh, man. Jeez. Well, I mean, one of two things could happen. Becky Lynch could just show up and, and attack her, or they could try to do the ultimate screw job, which is to help Natalia beat her. Oh, you mean her out of her title? You mean her first loss could but, be to her friend? But I don't think that's gonna happen because then what does that do for Becky and? And we can't have Ronda losing just yet. I mean, she already came from losing in UFC. We can't have her well, coming no, over she here losing. Lose. She hasn't lost in a very long time. What are you talking about? I don't think I think she's still undefeated. She's still undefeated. Yeah, so I'm she about, could lose. I don't want her to lose yet, though. I need her to lose at WrestleMania. I need her to lose when it matters. Again, give make sure this title matters. Make sure these the, the losses matter because if I fight this person every week and it's like you win, I win, you win, I win, that's what nowadays they call a rivalry, and I don't think that's what it, it really know, is. It's funny to me because like I, I see this, and somehow I still feel like when. When events like WrestleMania, when the smoke clears, I'm like, you know who I see is Raw champ? I don't see Becky, I don't see Ronda, I don't see Ty. I see uh, Alexa Bliss. Because I'm like, I'm just thinking like, they the, just only bought reason, the only reason that she's not in the in the mainstream picture is because she got injured. So they like put they found a spot to put her in. Okay, heal up. Well, we'll get our readings back up when you're, when you're healed. The problem with that is this. I feel like if she does come back, she's not going to be on the Raw brand. Um, that's just my opinion. I think that oh, she's I, I think she's going to be on SmackDown. I mean, if you remember, she won her first title on SmackDown. So. I think a fight between Alexa Bliss and Asuka would be great for the title as opposed to I Charlotte know, Flair and and that, that would be good too cuz they both used to be on NXT. Yeah, the, like the queen of the queen of tomorrow, the empress of tomorrow versus what is uh, Alexa Little Bliss, Miss Bliss? Little Miss Bliss. Uh she's something else too. When does she have some other she like princess of remember. princess of nowhere princess of what pain or whatever. I don't know. Whatever it is. But um I mean she's great. Like she to me, she to me 
she is another one that's in this day and age a very good promo person very good she can talk a lot of shit now when she gets in the ring it really depends on who she's fighting against so that that's where the big part of it comes in play uh but with that said uh we're gonna jump into our 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 top stories which is gonna be aquaman as well as uh into the spider-verse so which one of these movies do you want to chat about Uh, first no i gotta say aquaman just because guys i saw a dc movie yesterday and it was good i liked it i left wait are you okay let me see (laughs) i left no his pulse is fine guys i left the theater with a smile on my face and i was like I liked it. You feel awkward, yeah, don't you? In the words of Jason Momoa, I was like, I dug it. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. So, it all culminated together. Uh, I got a chance to see it with a few friends of mine and my wife uh, a week before this guy. And we watched it all and all of us sat there and we, we kind of looked at each other and said, similar to what you said, which is, this movie was better than the last DC movie that came out. With the exception of Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman, which was, Wonder Woman was Wonder great. Wonder Woman was a decent film. Too. So the last, um, you know, the big. Well, no, Wonder Woman came out after, uh, before uh, Justice League. So yeah, oh, I'm right. Yeah. It's the last one, Justice League. Um, okay, yeah, in that case, then no, yeah. Justice yeah, it, it was better than the last thing that piece of shit that just came out. <laughs> um, this movie, to me, felt like an origin story, which is great. Yeah. I think that that's really what what made it it work. Because if it had any, it didn't have any the heavy lifting of having to make references or anything like that. Um, so it had, it did its job as being Aquaman, like the first ever Aquaman movie. Jason Momoa in this movie has successfully submitted to himself as Aquaman. He is Aquaman. Like everywhere he goes, whatever else he does, it's like, oh, who is this guy? Oh, it's that's Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, yeah, you know or Aquaman. Cal, or Cal Drogo from my game. You know, that's that's Cal Drago. But I, I, I feel like he he's the thing that, for me, held the movie together. When he's on screen, him and Amber Heard do a great job. Those are the like the highlights of this movie for me. The things that feel a little like, okay, this is basic. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson did a great saying, job. Saying Patrick Wilson's basic? Yeah, basic bitch. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. Patrick Wilson is awesome. We met him in person. He's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's what uh, I was telling you earlier. I'm like, I thought Patrick Wilson was great. I just felt like if you were going to cast 6'5", Jason Momoa, 6'4", whatever he, how tall he is, and this guy is a big muscle-bound dude, like, if you thought to think about real life, Patrick Wilson, sorry, Patrick, probably wouldn't want to fight against Jason Momoa. This so, is, well, you, what, you, what you have to realize is that they fighting on land is where, spoilers, where they fight at the, they kind of fight up on top of the surface, which is where Aquaman has an advantage. Because when they fought the first time underwater, he does not have the advantage. I get that. I just felt like they should have cast someone as big as Jason Momoa or bigger. Patrick Wilson like is great. That would have gave it a like a bigger presence because like he he was a good villain, but he wasn't like a great villain. Like, well, he, they, he had he couldn't outshine. Um, I mean, clearly Patrick Wilson can outshine but I, but I mean, he, the he, Black Manta guy. I felt like he could. Actually, I don't think so. I felt like that actor had like like Black Manta was a little annoying of a character, but the actor. I felt his stage presence. Like I felt like he did a really. He good is a job. good actor. Yeah, yeah, like, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a really good job. But Patrick Wilson, I'm like, he was good. I just felt like, you know, it was like, 
could have been a little, you know, like if I think about knocked up, like a little tighter, like it could have been. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you an Eminem line for William Defoe. How you gonna train Aquaman with a fucking man bun? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had a man bun. He had a man bun in this, which was very weird. And I'm just like looking at him. But William Defoe is fucking William Defoe. He can William do whatever. Defoe was awesome. I, I thought the cast overall was good. I, I feel Nicole like Kidman? I had, oh, Nicole Kidman was awesome. Oh, let, let, let me say my, my piece too, which is Aquaman's dad, he finds this beautiful chick on the rock. So mm-hmm. what does he do? He offers her some penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. It, it, let it, me help you. There is a moment there where, like, he's not, like, trying. Don't get me wrong. He's not, like, ooh, let me, you oh, know, no, pervertedly I mean, take this no, woman in no, home. Okay, not like that, but, I mean, I mean, come on. Can you blame the guy? I'm like, you look out your window, and then there's this beautiful-ass chick laid out on the rock. You help her? You come to help her, and then, like, you get her in your house, and you're like, wow, this chick is beautiful. I think what may have been interesting about that too is that it was kind of a what they call Nightingale syndrome, which is basically much like you're the person who saved me and also took care of me when I was hurt and injured, and, and realize, I kind of fall for you. You realize, but she's also realizing what a nice guy he is by what his daily routine is and stuff like this. Is a guy I can see putting his penis in me. So, so all right. what you want to do is there was a moment there where they're looking at each other and they're sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden you cue the music for Kayla's whisper. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah. Now, my problem with that scene is, see, listen, I need for DC and Warner Brothers to do me a favor. I need them to give Disney a call for that, the guys who do the, the de-aging process for a lot of their people. What was wrong with the... Their de-aging who? was Age, terrible. What are you talking about? For the dad? For the dad and for Nicole Kidman. Their face looked plastic. Like, uh, they, I mean, like they couldn't on, move their head. It was like they were instructed, do not move your head because we need <laughs> the CGI to stay in place. I mean, so don't move your I neck. I felt like I didn't watch it that close. I thought it was... It was decent. It was noticeable. And maybe it was just me, but it was very noticeable. So I, I feel like if I'm sitting there, that was the first CGI mistake that I the noticed there. was very, uh, he was very good too. The, guy the lighthouse keeper, yeah, Arthur Curry. Yeah, he was dope. Um, again, I, I, I think that this movie, well, let's, 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 let's put it under ranking. Let's go ahead and rank. I mean, they don't have that many movies. Let's rank from best to worst. For for uh, the DC uh, extended universe or live action movies. So remember, you got Man of Steel, you got Wonder Woman, you got Batman vs Superman, Justice League, and Aquaman, and Suicide Squad. So six movies. Well, the worst is Batman vs Superman. Okay, so that's the that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the, the, the number that's one. That's the worst. So wait, yeah, we're gonna put that. That's under the bottom. Okay, cool. So that's number six. What's number five? Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad number six, okay. Uh, it's definitely Justice League. Justice League, okay. Justice League. Uh, so you got Man of Steel, Aquaman, and um, Wonder Woman. Three origin stories. So three origin stories th- in uh, three, three group movies. Man of Steel. Man of Steel was uh, the third? Yeah. Then I'd say, I'd actually say Wonder Woman, and then I'd say Aquaman. Aquaman was the best of the to, six? To me, I think that Aquaman's the best film that they made so far. Especially the third act of the film, which I can't spoil. But the third act of the film, I felt like Ronnie was transported back to a 12-year-old, and I was just like... You're watching the I'm hero watching, fight like, the, the hero villain. fight the villain, and he's riding around with the trident, and he's shooting... And I'm just like, and then the cinematography between the final fight between Ocean Master and Aquaman, oh, absolutely, 
was definitely unpolite. I was, I, I was saying, I was like nerdy and I'm like, it's so shiny. Look, this so sh-. Like Orm Master's <laughs> armor, Orm, Orm Master's armor and stuff. I was like, it looks so shiny and cool. And big shout out to James Wan because when we went um, to Eastside Mags uh, in Montclair, New Jersey, we got a chance to meet Patrick Wilson uh, last Saturday. Uh, that was when I saw the film, and he actually brought the practical effect prop because the mask that he wears in that movie is not CGI. That is a practical effect prop, which is probably why it was so shiny. Ah, okay. So makes sense. There's certain things that he had on that was clearly real things. So they did a little bit of mixture of like practical versus cgi there were some things again like i had a, there was a moment in the movie it's not really spoiling anything where aquaman is, is captured and like patrick wilson is talking to him and he's basically challenging him for the throne kind of or just telling him like he's yeah. like aquaman <laughs> like i challenge for the i challenge for the to, 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 and they give <laughs> and they give aquaman the black it's like no the Aquaman will be stripped away. Who we'll strip away the fish powers? <laughs> <laughs> he does the thing like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like Patrick Wilson, he said, like you didn't want the hero to be outshined. But I don't feel like Patrick Wilson was as powerful as Killmonger. Nah, bro. You, you think about it, they were kind of on the same level. It's like they're both fighting for the for the throne. But I felt like Killmonger, Mike B. Jordan, was a way stronger villain. Than he had more more going, like more of a deeper story that you can connect to and relate to. Um, I would say that Ocean but Master Patrick Wilson was still good. Was Patrick Wilson was awesome. For me, Patrick Wilson was essentially a like very very serious environmentalist um, <laughs> who was just like, listen, these bastards up on on land are never going to like stop polluting our oceans. So Fuck that. So we're going to old Dan kill him. So he was an extremist in that regard. We're just like Killmonger. But at the same time, I will, I will say I, I, I think that one of the biggest reasons Jason Momoa outshined Patrick Wilson, not in acting, but that fucking shiny ass suit that he had on the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, no, I was just like, oh, look at his shiny suit. He steps out of the water. Put him in that suit. And, I was and like, it didn't look retarded. It looked, it looked awesome. It didn't look awesome. It didn't look retarded. It looked awesome, especially in that last like. Not when he comes out. When he came out, I was like, "Oh, they're they're pouring the cheese on." Yeah, they're pouring the freaking cheese on. He's got the trident. He can talk to fish. Let's talk about Dolph Lundgren for a minute. Dolph Lundgren, who's made a great comeback to film since Creed. I don't know if Creed Two. I don't know if he did anything else. He's some little little red straight but, to red box stuff. But I yeah. feel like he's just chillaxing in this movie. He's like walking around like yeah. What Very else? calm. What are we doing? Are we doing this over here? Oh, okay, all right. Like he was excellent for what his character. He served his character well for what. His here's here's my gripe with him. He had a he his character. There was a moment where Amber Heard is talking to him because Amber Player plays his daughter and she's talking to him basically telling him like you know Patrick Wilson or aka Ocean Master Orm is using you for war and he's just like yeah I know like, <laughs> like uh, you're re- he yeah, real chill I'm about like, it and it's just like well what yeah. the fuck well what? I mean well you gotta think about it like this way well he's one of the Atlanteans so it's like I'm not gonna side with the humans so fuck it yeah, like, he kind of has that mindset of, like, you know what? I kind of feel what this guy is saying. And, like, he's basically saying that the, the scene that they had early on where he, he, like, basically Patrick Wilson fakes a surface attack 
uh, uh, while, while having uh, like unmanned submarine attack them while they're having like a meeting or whatever, uh, just so it can seem like, look, the humans, they're they're trying to kill us. We need to attack them here and now. And it's like, okay, so that means that he basically didn't have to do the hard sell. He kind of had him at hello. Like he didn't really need to do the hard sell. Uh, but okay. Speaking of other things that don't make sense, which is Black Manta. Now I love the actor. Oh. What's his name? Yaya. Yeah, yeah. I like the actor. I thought he had a very strong presence. He was that. from. He's played Cadillac in the Get Down. Anybody but, remembers that dope show? But the problem I had was his story. I'm like, so let me get this straight. So first off, you didn't really show us any backstory because it, it felt like he was supposed to have known about Aquaman already. Aquaman shows up and they're like already mad, like Aquaman. Even though Aquaman's kind of like, who the fuck are you guys? So I I didn't really understand that connect. Uh, two, well, they're they're sea pirates, so they're they have not they have to fear Aquaman because clearly he's been like. But but that's what I'm saying. Like if they if they were making it where him and Aquaman have met before. Aquaman. No, they didn't. They didn't meet before. That's what I'm saying. It seemed that's that's what the disconnect was. It seemed like when Aquaman showed up, like him and his dad knew who he was, and ah, uh, he got to take us down. But the other part that didn't make sense to me was the fact that when the the I'm not gonna spoil anything, but when the scene happens and his dad gets trapped uh, under the what is it, the submariner? Uh, something. It's like a tank torpedo. or something that falls under him. Mm-hmm. When he gets stuck. And, he, and he's expecting Aquaman to help, and Aquaman's like, "You, you know, you, you chose your path. Yeah, you know, deal with it yourself. You made your bed, not lying. I'm kind of like, well, you guys are pirates. You're mercenaries and killers. You're bad guys. And your gripe is that he left you for dead. He's the good guy. Like, what the fuck is he <laughs> gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna help you." He's not the average. He's not Superman. Where Superman probably wouldn't have left him. I'll take you to Superman jail. Would have took you. Yeah, truth. Batman would have left his ass to die. <laughs> but I'm like, so his gripe with Aquaman is kind of like I feel like that was a moment. If I if I can quote Michael Jackson, "Man in the Mirror," it's like that was a when your dad died. Okay, which is not a spoiler. If you know the origin of Black Manta. It's more like, all right, your dad died. So how about instead of. Uh, being Mr. Ingerman and following uh, Aquaman, I might just go change my life around because, oh yeah, we were mercenary killers and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and we killed people, but we got caught, so now we're mad. They didn't necessarily kill people, they, they do kill some people, but they wait, were... Wait a minute, do you remember the opening scene? Yeah, he scene? shanks the dude. Yeah. No, uh, they also opened they opened the scene with them with machine guns. Okay, maybe they do kill some shit. people, they're just a few. Murderers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? But at the same time, I do understand they did give a little bit of lineage where they're like, here's this knife that apparently I'm, I'm, you could see clearly from when they showed it. It's made of Atlantean steel, which is like... Valerian oh, steel? Valerian steel, you know. like I, I don't know. I guess, you know, fans of, of seeing the symbol for Aquaman on the blade, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I was like, all right, I guess at some point he's going to stab Aquaman with this. Cool. That's my... That, again... That was my that was my biggest problem with the movie. I like the movie. I give it a again another seven. Um, and, but my thing is is that there was a lot of predictability that I didn't feel like I got anything fresh out of this movie. Not to no pun intended, like fresh from the sea. Like this felt like 
things I've seen before. And yes, I understand. We are living in a post 20 year Marvel run of movies and <laughs> a lot of other comic book movies. So yes, and I have. And we're in this debug it right now. We're not team Marvel. We're just people who like comic book movies. We don't have to debug it. it I, think, I think smart people will understand well, that. No, we're I mean, not. Like, that, people always make that assumption that when the second you don't like a comic book film that didn't come from Marvel, it's like you're team Marvel. Oh, it's you like, must be team Marvel. It's like, no, I just like a good quality film that makes sense. It doesn't matter who made it. Listen, uh, Robert Zemeckis said it best uh, when he was promoting, he was just promoting uh, Welcome to Marwin. He said when he makes movies, he looks at good story mixed with spectacle. That's what Marvel, for me, has been doing. You know, and going into Marvel, we, we, we kind of dive into their, their stepkid or uh, the, uh, the, the, the second, you know, removed cousin, Sony. In making a great Spider-Man film, jumping into well, uh, into the Spider-Verse. Right into yeah, I mean, oh, wait. one last thing: Aquaman. Go see it. Good film. I thought it, I also gave it like a seven. I'd give it a seven. It's if you like '90s superhero films, you'll love this movie. Oh, absolutely! It's like a '90s action superhero film with a splash of of this modern age. So, I agree. Uh, and very simply, uh, before we take it home, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, your thoughts, sir? Spider-Verse was dope, and I'm going to tell you why. It, w- it wasn't just the fact that it was Miles Morales' story. It wasn't the fact that mm. the, the story was well done. It was the fact that at 38 years of age, I watched a movie where the brown guy was the main character. Which is not not a lot of stuff that. Well, we that kind of is because it's Miles Morales' story. That's I know, no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, that's not something that was a regular norm when we were kids. If you think about like all the superhero cartoon movies we saw growing up, there were sure there were brown people in them, but were the brown people the the star or were they the co-star? See, here's in and and I will compare the movies only because I've seen them like a good week week or so apart. Um, Comparing the two movies, there were the things that annoyed me in Aquaman that didn't annoy me in Spider-Verse was simply that there are some cliches to making a comic book movie, right? Um, I will say that when it comes to making this, making a good one requires you to follow the instructions on the box. If you're the kind of person that makes a cake and you don't follow the instructions on your box, you just remember the fact that, I think I gotta throw two eggs in here, I gotta throw this, and some milk, and this, and mix it up. That's why he makes (laughs) shitty cakes. Um, But again, Aquaman was not shitty. It just had a lot of the elements that were there that felt very predictable and didn't feel like they belonged. Or if if they did belong, they were so cheesy that it didn't really inspire or make any kind of, you know, feeling anything to happen i've seen into the spider verse twice cried both times no problem cry both times because simply watching it not only not not only do they pay a beautiful oh my god a beautiful homage very simple homage to um stan lee both at the end of the movie and within the movie they pay homage to the great stan lee god rest his soul in this movie with a moment where of course they make him meet Miles Morales and it's just a simple little thing it's just like him it's it, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I need you to see this movie oh, for yourself yeah. to be able to I'm see glad it. you said that I literally was about to spoil it okay I'm not going to spoil it for you I want you to experience this for yourself 
But all of the elements of a good comic book movie are there. And the one thing that I will say from Sony, from Sony, who is now Marvel's, you know, uh, kid from another marriage, uh, I will say that Sony has an advantage if they pay attention to this movie. They have made, in my opinion, a better Spider-Man movie than Marvel has ever made. And Sony themselves have ever made. Don't get me wrong. Homecoming is a John Hughes movie starring Spider-Man. Very much so. It is a beautiful it is a beautiful movie. But there are some elements because Spider-Man started as a comic book, went into an animated thing, and then went live action. So it's gone through different mediums. With it being within the medium of animation, it's so close to a comic that there's some elements that are there that are just so much better from an animated standpoint. And DC, again, making a call out to you. If you listen, get real close to the screen. (laughs) Pay fucking close attention. Because if Marvel continues to associate themselves, as they put it in the front of the movie, in association with Marvel, if they keep associating themselves with Sony and doing this animation stuff, let me tell you, your your animation is going to have to keep bringing the fucking game. They're going to have to keep bringing it up. I have to defend DC and say, well, they, they... They've never really fallen off with their animated films. Their animated no, they haven't. But now, that, but that is also because they haven't had competitors. Now, when you got something, I can I can take the best the DC best DC animated movie and put it up against Into the Spider Verse, which is not made by Marvel Studios. It's made by Sony, and I will say that this movie pays homage to the fact that this source material is a comic, but also this is an animation. They even have fucking Anamai and Pia's all over the place, and they're placed oh properly. God, like Easter eggs that were in this movie, the soundtrack, like what wasn't dope about this film? This movie was was spot on a 10 for me. I mean, they changed they, they, they around Miles Morales' uh, like, origin. He got bit a little bit in the movie, but that was like to be expected. And, and I'm going to give you a little bit of something that you will not forget for this movie. Hey. You're not going to, you're not, you don't know what the hell that means right now if you've never seen it. But when you see this movie, that little thing is going to pay off. Just wait for it. Because when it pays off, you see the goosebumps? You can't see that? Maybe you can. I don't know. But that is going to pay off. And I can guarantee you, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So, yes, I am a little bit biased to this. But also, I am also very critical of Spider-Man when they make these movies because I'm a uh, huge comic book nerd. I thought they could have gave Spider-Ham a little bit more screen time. I felt like he was the only one that... Didn't get a lot of screen time. He got like a couple scenes, most from the trailer. He was just fine for me. I think he's not somebody I really paid much no, attention I mean, to. No, but I mean, he could have. They could have given him a little. They tried to give him like a, a nice one at towards the end, but I feel like he could have had a. And- just a little bit more. Let's also not forget something very, very simple. You may not remember this, so you're, you're probably not going to know what I'm saying. But Nicolas Cage makes a return to the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Remember, anyone remembers, he was actually a Ghost Rider at some, at, for two movies. And then, you know, they said, fuck Ghost Rider. And then they threw him on TV, which is totally cool with another guy. Oh, I'm he, fine. I can... I- I don't know if we're speaking this into fruition. Ooh, but speak it. I'm gonna tell you now that it's probably a no-brainer that that Marvel is working on another Ghost Rider movie. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure. And well, I'm just hoping I don't jizz my pants when I see a trailer. Here's, here's what I here's what I'll say. I don't think that they're gonna do a movie. 
I think because Agent of Shield is coming to an end, and that he's appeared on that show many times, that ABC is going to take their game up to the next level, and they're going to give us a TV show of Robbie Reyes's, not Johnny Blaze, but Robbie Reyes's uh, version of Ghost Rider, you which I would totally be watch. On, be on the Disney app. Mm, that would be nice. I forgot the Disney app yeah, is coming. Like, Damn it, Disney. Disney. App, so sorry if I'm spoiling that for you. I'm like, I, I could see it as a TV Easily. Show, so Easily. So can we can see Quake on there because Quake is a big thing in Age of the Shield. There's so much there. Again, we are Disney fans. We're, we're Warner Brothers and DC fans. I'd also like to see Blade. I would love to see Blade. Wesley Snipes as Blade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, your 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 rating on uh, Into the Spider Verse. So your your favorite moment before we take it on home. My favorite moment in Into the Spider Verse. Oh, there's so many. Uh, what's one of my favorites that I remember from? I'm gonna say the end. I'm gonna say. Uh, well, I don't know if it's spoiling, but it's the scene where I'm just gonna say it's the scene where he kind of becomes Spider Man. Oh, right after his dad gives him that speech yeah, about like that. For, that's probably a goosebump. That's probably the equivalent moment to me of Spider-Man uh, Two. Was it Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man two, two. Fist ball up. Yeah, when he, he when can, he when uh, Doc Ock takes the takes Mary realizes Jane, the glasses don't work yeah, anymore. I remember this. See, I'm like, ah oh, man, yeah, that was like, okay. And the song that plays for Miles Morales is What's Up Danger. If you not not heard that song, I don't know who those two guys are for that song, but damn, that song is really nice, and that shit will get you pumped. I'm going to listen to that when I leave the studio today and ride it in the car and uh, on my way uh, to a show tonight. But this is going to be uh, quite an amazing 2019 that's coming up. Uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap the show now and bring it on home. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around with us. We thank you for checking us out for our first episode. Much more to come. Uh, as, we, as we announced before, this is your first time hearing, we are going to be going on tour in 2019. We have several different locations. We, we, we are already booked for uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago Con, Comic Expo, um, Comic Expo Awesome Con, uh, awesome con. and we're going to be coming to a lot of different small uh, cons as well. There's no con that's not going to be on the table for us. We're definitely going to be at New York Comic Con, Anime NYC, uh, all of the big cons this year. We are going to be there. Uh, whether we're there at the booth, whether there is just press, you are going to see us there, and we're going to be doing trivia, giving away things, and we're actually going to be doing some live shows right from the conventions. And real, real trivia. I know we fell off this year a little bit with the trivia. But yeah, yeah, on uh, Instagram. We're yeah, definitely yeah. Gonna get back to that. We're gonna get back to that uh, because now again the team is growing, so we do have some new teammates. We have some video guys. We have some Instagram people. Um, if you guys are, you know, know anyone that is interested in, you know, getting into that and is really good at doing that, you know, have them shoot us a message, uh, DM us, and you know, we'll certainly uh, check you out. Uh, but with that said, we're gonna go ahead and take it on home with the episode of Ronnie Markell Make a Podcast number sixty-eight. Uh, I'm Markel. And I'm Ronnie. And you've been watching uh, the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast. And if you're listening at home, as always, you've been listening to the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast. Uh, and we're going to end the show the same way we always end the show by saying, eat your prayers and say your vitamins. And I'm Aquaman. Is that your phrase? Oh, what wait. the? Oh, wait, no. I'm That's not, not his phrase. I'm not Aquaman, but you know what I mean. Are you trying to say I'm Batman? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say I'm Batman, but I'm not. Get oh, fuck it. it.